0: You're listening to the 5-Minute Friday podcast episode of The Aligned Self. This is your host, Daniel Danovi. Okay, 5-Minute Friday, a short and concise podcast episode of The Aligned Self, designed to leave you with a question, an idea, a strategy, a tip, a hack in order to give you greater access to your conscious awareness, evolving your conscious awareness, or give you greater mastery over your mind. Hello, friend, and welcome to this 5-Minute Friday. In this episode, I'm going to share about the four types of events. Now, if you get this, and I'm making you a promise here, if you get this, your level of stress is going to greatly reduce the level of distress that you experience in life is going to be almost nullified. So what are these four events? These are really distinctions, a way of looking at the different events in your life and categorizing them as to alleviate the distress that you may be experiencing. So the reason this came up, I was actually recently talking to one of my clients that's enrolled in the Align Self program. We were talking about the illusion of control and our need to like control events and what happens when we are out of control. And in that conversation, I shared these four types of events. You see, there's events that we can control. There are circumstances, behaviors, actions that we can control, and we do. When that happens, there's no stress. There are things that we cannot control, and we accept that. We accept we can't control, we can't control the weather. There are lots of things that are outside our control, and we don't even try to exercise control over those. There's no stress there either. Then there's events that we can control, actions, behaviors, and uh, we don't. We drop the ball. Either we picture it in our mind as being uncomfortable, or there's fear involved. And there's things we know we should be doing, but we don't. There's a lot of stress there because we're caught up in this cognitive dissonance. These uh, two opposing ideas going on. We know we should be doing something or th- it would make a big difference if we did something, but we don't. We either have fear or we're uncomfortable. We just don't want to because of the way we're picturing it in our mind. So one way of beginning to exercise control over this category, those things that we can and should be doing, but we don't, and that is to identify one small action, the smallest action. What is one step that you could take towards fulfilling on that action, actually being in movement, being in action on that specific thing? Maybe it's just writing it down. Maybe it's the smallest step possible. Just lean in the direction of taking action on that. And then... After you take that action, think, what's the next action I can take? What's the next smallest action I can take? There's a low investment in this. You're just kind of moving or leaning in the direction of fulfilling on this thing, these items that you know you should and could be doing. Let's say it's a big project and you know it's going to take a lot of time to uh, handle this. And that idea of spending a lot of time is holding you back. So make a decision just to spend 15 minutes on this project. And if after 15 minutes, you can assess where you are, how you feel, and decide if you want to continue or put it away. I talked about this on the episode on meditation. If a 30-minute meditation seems overwhelming, set your timer for 10 minutes. And at the end of 10 minutes, you can make an assessment, do I want to continue or am I good for the day? I've also done this exercise with cleaning the garage. It's amazing to me just how quickly the garage becomes this uh, catch-all. And things don't quite make it back to where they're supposed to go. And then it becomes almost unwieldy. And I think, oh, God, I I have to clean the garage. And then I decide, okay, I'm going to spend 15 minutes cleaning the garage. And then I can make an assessment whether I want to continue or, or consider myself good. Let's say you're writing a book. You can write down a list of things that could be or should be in your book. Just write down the list. Spend 10 minutes and just write some things down. And or it could just be a running list, something that you keep by your bedstand or on your desk. And any time an idea pops in your head, you capture it and write it down. So this idea that, you know, you got to get working on your book. It's like whenever the inspiration catches you, you can write down the topic, write down an idea, and that's going to go in the book. And you can reassess that later, maybe at the end of the week look over all the things you wrote down and then which are important and prioritize them, put them in a list. And there you go. And you didn't spend hardly any time doing that at all. See, one of the big barriers in handling stuff that we know we should be doing is because we feel uncomfortable about doing it. We have some fear, some uncomfortableness associated with doing those things that we tend to put it off. So just lean in the direction of taking small actions So the fourth category are those things that we cannot control, but we think we should. You see, this is the category that has the greatest amount of stress involved, distress, because there are things that are way beyond our control, but we think that we should be in control of it in some way. Or we spend a great deal of time worrying about the potential outcome. What if this happens or that happens? And and sometimes it's just wasted energy. Because if you think about it, 99% of the time, the things that you worry about happening never come to pass. In the end, typically all we can control is our response. So one strategy that we can use in order to handle this category is to ask the question, what in this scenario can I control? What in this scenario can I control? You see, if the decision lies in somebody else's hands, it's out of your control. You can't control what other people think, how they feel, how they respond. You can say, I love you. And they say, I don't love you back. Okay. What are you going to do with that? I mean, because you can either accept it or you can fight it. You can try and make them love you. By God, just listen to me. You are going to love me by the time we're done. And if you're in the thinking that maybe you can and could do something to get someone to like you more, love you more. Uh, Put the shoe on the other foot. What if there's somebody that says they love you, just out of the blue, and you just think about them as, as a friend, or maybe you don't even like them very much. How hard would they have to work in order to change your feelings? Is it even worth their time? Could someone make you feel something you don't want to feel? Would you be in the thinking that maybe they should just drop the whole thing and move on to somebody else, someone that actually loves them, likes them back? If you're waiting for an answer from somebody else and you've done all you can do as far as, you know, accountability, contacting them, asking them for a by when, you know, by a when they will get back with you, then it's out of your hands. If you're worrying about the the outcome of some future event, some future scenario, all you can do is all you can do. So you take a look at what actions can I take, what things can I put in place, and then after that, you have to take your hands off it and release it. And so when you come upon one of these scenarios that are outside your control, you're usually left with, how do I respond to this? And ultimately, when things are outside your control, it is what it is. It cannot be otherwise because there's nothing you can do to change it. So the way you alleviate stress is to accept the circumstances, accept the conditions as they are, as quickly as possible. And don't fret over what should have, could have been done, because if it could have been done, it would have been done, in my opinion. And let's say it turns out that it becomes a catastrophe. All hell breaks loose. All you can do is all you can do. So you begin to take an assessment of what I call damage control, triage. You want to stop the bleeding, stop the hemorrhaging as soon as possible. And it goes back to number one, what in this scenario can I control? How can I respond in a way that it will make a difference for the outcome? And frankly, sometimes you're at the point in the end where you just have to put up your hands and say, c'est la vie, that's life. So as I bring this to a close, I'm going to quickly recap what I said. There are things that you can control and you do. Fantastic. There are things that you cannot control and you don't even try. That's wisdom. There are things that you can control that you should manage, but you don't. That's one of the greatest sources of stress. This is where you can make one of the biggest impacts on your life. Start taking actions, small actions, on those things that you know you should and could be doing. And number four, there are things that you cannot control and you think you should. Give it up. Accept what you can and cannot do. Ask yourself the question, what in this scenario can I control? And sometimes it's just your response. And when that's the case, you just completely accept the way it is and you move on. This is where the serenity prayer comes in, and that goes, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, and the courage to change the things I can, and then the wisdom to know the difference between the two. Okay, that's it. That's it for this one. This is Daniel DeNovi telling you, urging you to follow your bliss and live the epic life.